Section 9 of Fifty-One Tales by Lord Dunsany. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. This book has been read by Rosalind Carlyle. Section 9 A Moral Little Tale The Return of Song and Spring in Town A Moral Little Tale there was once an earnest Puritan who held it wrong to dance, and for his principles he laboured hard. His was a zealous life, and there loved him all of those who hated the dance, and those that loved the dance respected him too. They said, He is a pure good man, and acts according to his lights. He did much to discourage dancing and helped to close several Sunday entertainments. Some kinds of poetry, he said, he liked, but not the fanciful kind, as that might corrupt the thoughts of the very young. He always dressed in black. He was quite interested in morality, and was quite sincere, and there grew to be much respect on earth for his honest face and his flowing, pure white beard. One night the devil appeared unto him in a dream, and said, Well done. Avaunt, said that earnest man. No, no, friend, said the devil. Dare not to call me friend, he answered bravely. Come, come, friend, said the devil. Have you not done my work? Have you not put apart the couples that would dance? Have you not checked their laughter and their accursed mirth? Have you not worn my livery of black? Oh, friend, friend, you do not know what a detestable thing it is to sit in hell and hear people being happy, and singing in theatres, and singing in the fields, and whispering after dances under the moon and he fell to cursing fearfully. It is you, said the Puritan, that put into their hearts the evil desire to dance, and black is God's own livery, not yours. And the devil laughed contemptuously, and spoke. Oh, he only made the silly colours, he said, and useless dawns on hill slopes facing south and butterflies flapping along them as soon as the sun rose high, and foolish maidens coming out to dance, and the warm mad west wind, and worst of all that pernicious influence, love. And when the devil said that God made love, that earnest man sat up in bed and shouted, Blasphemy! Blasphemy! It's true! said the devil. It isn't I that send the village fools muttering and whispering two by two in the woods when the harvest moon is high. It's as much as I can bear even to see them dancing. Then, said the man, I have mistaken right for wrong, but as soon as I wake I will fight you yet. Oh, no, you don't, said the devil. You don't wake up out of this sleep. And somewhere far away, Hell's black steel doors were opened, and arm in arm those two were drawn within, 
and the doors shut behind them, and still they went arm in arm, trudging further and further into the depths of hell. And it was that Puritan's punishment to know that those that he cared for on earth would do evil as he had done. The Return of Song The swans are singing again, said to one another the gods, and looking downwards, for my dreams had taken me to some fair and far Valhalla, I saw below me an iridescent bubble, not greatly larger than a star shine beautifully, but faintly, and up and up from it, looking larger and larger, came a flock of white, innumerable swans, singing and singing and singing, till it seemed as though even the gods were wild ships swimming in music. What is it? I said to one that was humble among the gods. Only a world has ended, he said to me, and the swans are coming back to the gods, returning the gift of song. A whole world dead, I said. Dead? said he that was humble among the gods. The worlds are not for ever, only song is immortal. Look, look, he said, there will be a new one soon. And I looked, and saw the larks going down from the gods. Spring in Town At a street corner sat and played with a wind, winter disconsolate. Still tingled the fingers of the passers-by, and still their breath was visible, and still they huddled their chins into their coats, when turning a corner they met with a new wind. Still windows lighted early, sent out into the street the thought of romantic comfort by evening fires. These things still were, yet the throne of winter tottered, and every breeze brought tidings of further fortresses lost on lakes or boreal hill-slopes. And not any longer as a king did winter appear in those streets, as when the city was decked with gleaming white to greet him as a conqueror, and he rode in with his glittering icicles and haughty retinue of prancing winds. But he sat there with a little wind, at the corner of the street, like some old blind beggar with his hungry dog. And as to some old blind beggar, death approaches, and the alert ears of the sightless man prophetically hear his far-off footfall. So there came suddenly to winter's ears the sound, from some neighbouring garden, of spring approaching, as she walked on daisies, and spring approaching looked at huddled in glorious winter. Begone, said Spring. There is nothing for you to do here, said Winter to her. Nevertheless, he drew about him his grey and battered cloak, and rose, and called to his little bitter wind, and up a side street that led northward, strode away. Pieces of paper and tall clouds of dust went with him as far as the city's outer gate. He turned then and called to Spring. You can do nothing in this city, he said. 
Then he marched homeward over plains and sea, and heard his old winds howling as he marched. The ice broke up behind him, and foundered like navvies. To left and to right of him flew the flocks of the seabirds, and far before him the geese's triumphant cry went like a clarion. Greater and greater grew his stature as he went northwards, and ever more kingly his meow. Now he took baronies at a stride, and now counties, and came again to the snow-white frozen lands, where the wolves came out to meet him, and, draping himself anew with old grey clouds, strode through the gates of his invincible home. Two old ice barriers, swinging on pillars of ice that had never known the sun. So the town was left to spring, and she peered about to see what she could do with it. Presently she saw a dejected dog coming prowling down the road. So she sang to him, and he gambolled. I saw him next day strutting by with something of an air. Where there were trees, she went to them and whispered, and they sang the arboreal song that only trees can hear, and the green buds came peeping out as stars, while yet it is twilight, secretly, one by one. She went to gardens, and awakened from dreaming the warm maternal earth. In little patches, bare and desolate, she called up like a flame the golden crocus, or its purple brother like an emperor's ghost. She gladdened the graceless backs of untidy houses, here with a weed, there with a little grass. She said to the air, Be joyous. Children began to know that daisies blew in unfrequented corners. Buttonholes began to appear in the coats of the young men. The work of spring was accomplished. End of section 9